0: Hi, this is Pamela DeBar and you are listening to Pantheon Podcasts.
1: Pantheon Podcasts presents from Hollywood, California, The Devil's Music with Pleasant Gaming. You are invited to join Hollywood Princess as she explores her lifelong pursuits in the occult, sex, love, and that sinful rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, step into the dark parlor of Pleasant Gaiman as she brings you The Devil's Music.
2: I'm Pleasant Gaiman and welcome to The Devil's Music, a Pantheon podcast I'm a rock and roll witch from Hollywood, California. My obsession with music and the occult started at the age of 12 and is still going strong. During the 70s, I was one of the first punks in Los Angeles. I worked at the Whiskey A Go-Go and had a Xerox fanzine called Lobotomy, which led me to writing a rock and roll gossip column in the LA Weekly, which in turn led me to writing for every major rock publication you could think of. In the 80s through the 90s, I fronted three bands. I'm a best-selling author with eight books out and more on the way. For the past 30 years, I've been a professional dancer who's toured around the globe teaching and performing, and you've probably seen me dancing in a number of music videos, feature films, and documentaries. I'm also an actor with several film credits. Find out more about me at PleasantGamen.com. I'm really excited to be a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network of rock and roll shows. Everyone at Pantheon tells spectacular stories about the music we love so much, each one with a different twist. Find them all at pantheonpodcast.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, Pandora, hell! I just had to say that. Anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like what we're doing here, head on over to PantheonPodcast.com and share a show with a friend, or I'll put a spell on you. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs>
3: This is Pleasant Gaiman, and you're listening to The Devil's Music. Today, my guests are the lovely, legendary women of Backstage Pass. They were not only a band, they were groupie legends in the 70s, and still on into today because of social media. So the stories you are going to hear are wild and explicit. I know you weren't expecting that. I know that you think this is a clean-cut nice upstanding family-friendly podcast and if that's what you think you can turn it off now hi ladies how are
4: you doing doing? thanks Thanks for having us yeah so nice to be here boy how explicit can we get
5: (laughs) (laughs) can we tell all our stories Yeah,
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. So why don't we first off introduce you guys so everyone in podcast land can um, recognize your voices as I'm sure we're all going to be talking over each other at points. (laughs) So this is Jenny Shore. Hi, I'm Jenny. Whoops, sorry. See, we already started talking. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Jenny. And this is Spock. Hi, everybody. And this is Marina Del Rey.
4: Hi there! So nice to see you all here. I mean, hear you all here.
3: <laughs> here, here. <laughs> um, so we've known each other since like the mid to late seventies, but I honestly cannot remember how all of us met. I mean, I know it was all over the um, sort of underground post post glam rock, barely into punk rock, like sort of. Um, gray area that was going on in hollywood but um i just remember you guys were always ubiquitous and we were always hanging out like you know on the rooftop of the continental riot house or at the starwood or at crazy fucking like you know after parties or at the mask but like do any of you guys remember why don't you tell everyone how you guys met and then like remind me how how we all met
4: (laughs) marina i think that's your call marina for us Yes, okay. Well, I knew Spock before Backstage Pass started. I moved to England to go to school in sort of the early to mid 70s. And Spock's sister said, You got to talk to my sister, she'll hook you up with all the bands when you get there. So I called her and she um, gave me all of the phone numbers and stuff so I could get into any show. But Um, When Backstage Pass sort of burst into reality, came out of its mother's canal of the Rainbow Bar and Grill, Um, Spock was like the first person I thought who should be in the band with me. And um, so. Even though I could not play an instrument. (laughs) Yeah, but you said you would learn. You like Paul McCartney enough to learn the bass. That is correct.
3: That is correct. because you couldn't beam up into just learning a, a, <laughs> an instrument. I have to that is say, correct. Spock's name is Spock because, like, I never saw her without Spock ears. And right well, now, while we're on Zoom, her hair is covering them. <laughs> so I don't know if she's still wearing them. Like, I'm still wearing off them. I'm, years I'm, later. <laughs> but let me
0: tell you the reason I'm called Spock. Do I have a second to do this, Pleasant? Fuck yeah. Okay. So the dam came to town, and we can back up and go over that later, but the dam came to town, and I was, uh, Rat was hanging out with me, and we went to the whiskey one night, me and Rat, and Vanian looked at me and said to Rat, Rat, she even looks like Spock. And that's how I got the name Spock.
5: <laughs> oh,
0: great.
4: Stuck forever. So we had. Have- an yeah. original guitar player in the band, a couple of them. But then um, I <laughs> met Jenny at the Doctor Feel Good show, right, Jen? Is yeah. that right you. And we were um, we needed a, another guitar player to step in, and I. Uh, Jenny, all of a sudden, was my roommate and the guitar player. And truth be told, she was kind of like the little sister I never had. And I don't know if that was a good thing. You never that. wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like at 21, I adopted a child, a full-grown child. <laughs> yes, sons. like a Hollywood
5: runaway, because my my mom passed away when I was 17, and I ran away to Hollywood and I somehow wound up at the starwood but then marina you turned to to Roddy bingenheimer uh at the rainbow and said we just started an all girl band and we're called backstage
4: pass yeah, yeah. and the next yeah. week we Wait, went, had you thought
5: of the name or was that did that just fall
4: out of your mouth? It just fell out of my mouth probably with That's a bite so of good pizza. <laughs> and so um Rodney wrote it up in the next issue of phonograph record magazine that he had a column in every week and then sounds in England picked it up and we were there too and we haven't started playing yet yeah I was gonna... we're getting written up all over us this new girl band in LA and this groupie band <laughs> as a lot of people not know it so I I'm not gonna divert too far but when those articles came out, the tables started to turn, and bands that would come to LA were all expecting to meet the girls and backstage pass. So, <laughs> so you know, we kind of had it laid out for us before they gotta hear that. We had the intro to meet the bands so that were rolling it to town. But eventually we knew we had to face the music and actually learn to play. And, so lesson. we did i think
3: and wait yeah, what but, year was this what year was it? 76 so see that's when i think that i met you guys in 76 because i already knew that you were backstage pass and <laughs> um but i think that i also had seen some of you guys at places that are long gone and like a lot forgotten like places in in hollywood or la like um, remember the cabaret on la Cienega? that was absolutely
4: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
3: like that place was so rad, and almost no one ever talks about it. Um, you know, wait,
4: like-
0: wasn't was the cabaret a building that was on that sort of triangular thing? Yeah, and that it had the big like whale mouth that you walked into. Because yes. it used to be a oh,
3: restaurant, wow. but yeah, and K Rock was having nights there, but this was oh, when yes. K Rock was still like a pirate radio yes. station. Yes, yeah, like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the KROQ. It turned out to be. <laughs> you know in later and then
5: years. pleasant i i feel like i met you or hung out with you the most when blondie was in town definitely. and that uh, was like 77 the, right? yeah, yeah that, that was after the bel air awesome. sands hotel and i was yeah. hang yeah. out well, with actually jerry that was 76
3: i think at the bell or no the venus and the razor blades was 76 but um Yeah, Blondie was there in 77. Yeah, it's just, it's all like a 70s blur because it's not like any of us were like drunken on drugs. No, I have to ask you, (laughs) I have
0: to ask you guys a question. Can I swear? (laughs) Okay, wait. Clearly you you haven't listened to this podcast. (laughs) Wait, how, wait a minute, listen. How the fuck, do you guys remember the actual year of any of this shit?
3: I remember some because I kept diaries. My diaries are like, (laughs) wow. My my diaries are my retirement plan, but that means I got to start. I am
0: so (laughs) impressed. I don't know what year it is now. I am so fucking impressed. (laughs)
4: 18. Okay, let's I, oh, I have a good memory. <laughs> wow, wow. I like I remember tons of it, but I have my 1977 diary, and you know, and there was like all the kind of punk stuff. But then it's like hung out at, at Richie Blackmore's again tonight. I don't know what that's up about. He makes me call him Uncle Donald. <laughs> well, that's <quite laughs> scary. Shit.
0: That is scary as <laughs> shit. So I went out with him too. Um, Uh, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute back up wait a minute wait i want to find out why
3: why wait why did he make you (laughs) i mean let's let's
4: not gloss that over please (laughs) okay this is for real richie was convinced that i was his niece in a past life we took him him? we took his. I did. Huh? I have did. to call him Uncle Donald too. Fuck
0: yeah. <laughs> to I don't I remember talking.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who in this room did not sleep with Richie Blackmore? I did. That's it.
4: <laughs> 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 Okay, who else have a lot of this slept with? That's... <laughs> I slept with Elvis
5: Costello when we I opened up for... Her- I did not. Well, I, I know. I did When we opened either. up for... When we opened up for Elvis Costello at the Whiskey, uh, when uh, we came off stage, there was two sets, because it used to be two sets a night at the Whiskey. And he came off and he said, you play really well. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And then he was like, you want to go? Uh, he goes, I hate trees. And I was like, yeah, I do too. He was like, do you want to go kill someone? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then we line. all stayed at Marita's parents'
4: house. <laughs> parents were I'm out town. <laughs> That's yeah. where I we first ate toasted cheese sandwiches, the entire album's <laughs> We we're like at my parents' house and Elvis is on his knees talking about the opulence of of my parents' home. And it's not like I was raised in Windsor Castle, honestly. It's, you know, it's a nice house, but it was hysterical. But he can't get Jenny up the stairs fast enough. (laughs)
3: those like um stiff records boys which I mean now I'm starting to get an idea why it was called that no I'm
5: just kidding (laughs) well you know when there was was a lot
3: of there was a lot of um let's say fraternizing between like a lot of the people you know the UK people from stiff and all the girls in LA yes wait how many people here slept with Nick Lowe I didn't but but when he re- when he called his album Bowie I did want to. <laughs>
4: <laughs> wait a minute. Marina, didn't you with Nick? No. Yeah. I did. I
0: missed. What? No. Am I the only one? No, I did.
4: <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I was thinking, wait okay, a minute. I'm going to ask a question. How many people here have slept with Jake?
5: Uh,
0: I'm Everyone. not answering I, that. I didn't, didn't <laughs> go I'm not I'm answering that.
5: Myself. But so. when we, let me just back up. When we, when we were at that Dr. Feelgood show at the Starwood, Jake was not Jake Riviera yet. And he was their tour manager. And, and we, he was a
0: pretty angry, angry person. I know. He
5: was, he was, when I met him, he was kicking in a rent-a-car with this cockroach, like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Right, in my records. Oh, yeah. So then uh, when uh, he started uh, Stiff Records and we had to answer our phone, Stiff Records, hello, Stiff Records, he, he stayed with us uh, a couple of times, but he brought, he was the he w- he brought the damned here. They were the first punk. Yeah, band. I know
3: that was that was um, April sixteenth and seventeenth, nineteen seventy seven. I know that because that was the wow. first night yeah. I stayed out all awesome night. Perfect.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I pleasant. That was the first night you ever stayed out all night.
3: Yeah, because I was like, I was like sixteen.
4: Oh my god! was wow.
3: wow. so awesome. And that and <clears throat> I was just so like, the girl that drove me there was like she's like okay we have to go home we have school tomorrow and I was like I'm not I'm not going home and she's like, well I'm leaving now and I said bye (laughs) that's
0: awesome that is brilliant well
5: Um, the dam got kicked off the television tour that band television for upstaging and then Jake was scrambling to get them a gig which was at the Starwood and accommodation so uh wait uh, Rita you'll tell the story about Captain but Rat stayed with Spock and then Brian um, stayed, stayed with, with me. You. Jake and stayed with Jake me. Jake stayed with you, And then, but how did you meet Captain Sensible Marina?
4: Well, I was in the shower at our apartment. <laughs> and I used to bring, you know, the landline, Princess phone, I used to bring it into the bathroom because, of course, people called while you were in the shower. And the phone rings and all of a sudden I hear this guy got this voice, this male English voice go, no worries, I got it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And sensible, like, opens the door, opens the shower to get the phone. That's (laughs) Captain sensible. (laughs) It was like, really, you're in my house and I don't know who you are, but you haven't killed me yet. So it's okay. Wait,
5: plus I think I have a picture of you sitting on Brian James, my guy's lap.
3: Oh, good. Ooh. Well, I never <laughs> I never slept with him. I didn't sleep with anybody from the dam, but also just to get you guys all jealous again, since you're so resentful about that. No, I you gotta send me that picture. <laughs> um, I also um I made a homemade damned t-shirt. Like, oh wow. Um, yeah, and I wore it, you know, is exactly that that sort of shattered damn logo, and I, I yeah. painted it on the t-shirt because I didn't know how to silk screen, and I wore it to the club that that night to the Starwood, and that wasn't the first night I'd stayed up all night, I mean, technically, <laughs> but it was because it was the first time I didn't know where I was going to stay, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if I was going to wind up at the Tropicana, or at somebody's right. house, or in a hotel yeah. room somewhere else, you know, but um. <clears throat> So the minute I walked into backstage, which also at the Starwood, I was 16. I used to tell my mom, can I go to the, to the whiskey or the Starwood? And she'd say no. And then I'd put on all my makeup and grab like some school books for the next day, just <laughs> in case I wound up at someone else's house. And then I go, I'm going to go to the library mom. And she'd say, okay. And I'd hitchhike up to, to sunset or to <laughs> Starwood. I've been your I'm mom. Thinking. Yeah. But so, um. The minute I walked into a backstage, I parked my books at the VIP bar and went into the dressing room swinging a damn shirt. Like the, and the first check. thing Captain Sensible did was go <clears throat> up to it and go, Wow, nice shirt. And, and then I was like, Will you sign it? And he said, Sure. And then so he started holding on to my boobs to sign it. And there, there's a, a picture of that. I I should put yeah. that out as part of our podcast. <laughs> That's totally. So, That's so But funny. I mean, if I would have slept with anyone in the damn, that would have been. Um, you know, like Dave Vainian. I was in uh, love yeah. with
5: him, but he was staying at the Wilton Hilton with the screamers. No,
3: I know. And that I was also obsessed with the screamers and I was there all the time. Like they they yeah. were the ones that taught me how to screen telephone calls
5: on landline, which
3: was a necessary, <clears throat> was a totally necessary skill to have because like there weren't even like answering machines yet. Or maybe there were, but only yeah.
5: people had them. There's some really good crotch shots of me, like taken at the Wilton Hilton with the screamers that were in the, in Slash magazine. I oh still my have God.
0: those pictures. They were kind of brilliant. I think they were um, uh, uh, Melanie Nissen. Yes. And yes. She has a, she has a book that's going to be
5: coming out yep. with some pictures <clears throat> of me in that from the Wilton Hilton that I had never seen before. It's coming out soon.
3: Isn't it yeah. so weird when you see photos from like 45 yeah. years ago? And
0: you've No, none of us before. are that old.
3: <laughs> no, I'm no, not old. We're sitting here looking exactly like we did when we were, um, <clears throat> we'd wake up on the pool of the Tropicana on a that chaise lounge with our underwear off.
5: No. <laughs> well, Scott, what was it like going out with Rats, gabies? and i think we should all be getting to go on their reunion tour by the way but what well i like it uh
0: it was kind of i hate to do this to rat but it was kind of lovely uh-huh. he was i mean because it was before people knew how to be assholes i think he was really <laughs> sweet he was a, uh, he must, uh, what did he stay for a week? You think, Chan? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. You were you lived on, um,
5: where did she live? On Highland? The Cat and Place. You lived on the Cat and Place. Also, and also Holly oh, Vincent lived there too. And uh, he was just good company. I mean, he was- Yeah, he you was, guys were so cute together. I remember no. you at the Rhino Records, uh, okay, the jammed right. in store.
1: He was good
3: guys- fun. What about, yeah, were you guys okay. at the Bomp in-store? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that, that one, one. That, that, one, was, that yeah. was the wildest
1: like picture store I
4: So
3: that we're talking thing. about Bomp <clears throat> Records, which was Greg Shaw's um, little record store in the Valley. And Kid Congo was um, one of the clerks there that worked there. Yeah, everybody in fucking Hollywood, every fucking punk person, <laughs> like glitter yeah person, it was the best. Angeline walked in there. <clears throat> when that happened and I remember and she had a band called baby blue at the time wow and so she walked in in the middle <clears throat> it had already started everyone had been pre-drinking all day too I remember <laughs> it was a really hot day and I went there with the germs and actually yeah. that was how I got them their first gig like I the weirdos were there and they said they were playing with a band from San Diego called the zeros and I told um the germs are uh, like watch like you guys should play at the show and so i was talking to the weirdos and i was like have the germs open you know and peter case had rented out the um the orpheum
5: oh i remember that so
0: yeah. well yeah for the nerves the nerves yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. so it was the nerves it was before he had the plimsolls but yeah um,
0: great lineup
3: anyhow then when when angeline walked in and i can't even do the math right now but i think she <laughs> she might have been like in her late twenties or early thirties. And and she walked in and she had so much makeup on and this baby blue corset. I was like, wow, that lady.
0: Old.
3: <laughs> but, but I remember saying that about people that were like 22 then too. Or like anytime I look at like Brendan Mullen or, you know, people that we knew back then, like I, I, used, I used to think they were old men. And now I look at pictures of them and they <clears> look like fucking like baby fresh-faced little
5: <laughs> fetuses, you know. Wait, Spock, well, you went pleasant. out with Brendan. You went out with Brendan. You did. I went out with Brendan. Yeah. Oh my okay, God. Uh, Marina, tell tell our story about the mask because it's okay. pretty it's interesting.
3: Someone else.
4: I'm sorry. What? I was saying, tell our story about the mask, Marina. Yeah. Oh no, I was saying what to what Pleasant said, but yeah, I mean, I will never know who it was, but Chaz Gray from Olivoto and I were eating lunch at a restaurant. We were fretting over the fact that we desperately needed a rehearsal space, and this girl at the next table learned leaned over and said, well, there's this Scottish guy who has this weird basement that he doesn't know what the fuck to do with. And, <laughs> in Hollywood, maybe you should go talk to him. Maybe you can like, <clears throat> step so we went down there and I walked in and um, Brendan was sitting on that famous mattress in the room, just kind of, you know, doing Brendan stuff. And we started talking and we were immediately sparring about, uh, British avant-garde music and Cork Street artists and trying to blah, 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 one up each other. And then I cut to the chase and said, we need a rehearsal space. But he kind of was envisioning that space to be more like Warhol's factory at the time. We came up with this idea. We were going to, it was so filthy and fucked up. We wanted to invite everyone we knew to just paint it gray. And if you could survive that day, then you can come back and hang. But we never did that. Instead, um, he gave us permission to like build a space. And we did that. So we built the first room, at that that big rehearsal room at the mask. And then we moved to PA in. and And that was PA that kept getting taken out to do shows and then I guess wasn't there something like Brandon needed me to be on the lease yeah because he was Scottish so you had to sign the lease I had to sign the lease and because I had enough money at the bank to prove I could cover it (laughs) (laughs) so Marina helped the mask open thank you
0: amazing thank you
3: yay Let's let's take a little break here um and then we will come right back
2: It's kind of strange, like a story sea. I don't know why, I don't know why. I guess these things have got to be. I've got a new rose, I've got a good
0: dance, I always
3: would. I can't stop to
0: mess around. Okay. So, how's it
3: going? Here we are back again. Um, we were just talking about Marina being on the lease at the mask, the mask for anyone who's listening. If you don't know what the mask was, it was the very first underground punk club in LA. And it was in a basement under the Pussycat theater on Hollywood Boulevard. It was directly sort of across the street from the Canterbury arms, which was where so many of the early LA punks lived. And, um, like we're finding out stuff now <laughs> that like, at least I didn't know. I didn't know that. I don't know if even, I can't even remember if Brendan wrote that in the book about the He didn't want he to.
0: Did.
3: No.
4: He Brendan, didn't want to. He
3: wanted to make it seem like it was all his. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Brendan copying Yeah, he didn't. He actually talked to me once and said, you don't need to move in on my story. And I said, Brendan, this is my story too but how brilliant he, of him <laughs> yeah he, he um uh, he didn't like that i had a stake in it and talked about it he wanted me to just like go away and be quiet and with all due respect to brendan rest in peace my friend it was just a weird thing to ask of me not to talk about my story you know but i They also have had this like incredible phone booth there. And I used
5: to call Clive Langer on a fake credit card. I was like, do you want to listen to us rehearse? And he was like, yeah, we had my That was the guy from deaf school. Jenny, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) I think we all
3: had that fake credit card. (laughs) No, there was a credit card going around that we all had. I had it. I think I might have gotten it from you, actually. (laughs) <laughs> and I gave it to Belinda. And me and Belinda, used, she used to call like Paul Simonon from The Clash. Yeah. And I would call like Billy Idol. And I was working at a fireworks stand and I would call like Levi when he was, Levi Dexter, you know, yeah. we were playing out with each other in London, like from the phone booth at the, at the firework stand. <laughs> Uh, that was like that was like the love line to the uk totally <laughs> A lot of that was miles copeland's ah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, miles. <Excellent. laughs> at least you've done some some <clears throat> other good for the
5: music industry <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny yeah i met um so uh i think i was across the street you remember that like uh, it was sort of like a, a a lingerie shop across the street from the Starwood. Yeah, you
3: know what that was? That was um that was called Lily Saint, the underworld of yeah. Lily Saint Cyr. I stole an ashtray from there. It was <laughs> it was the stripper Lily Saint Cyr, the famous yeah burlesque stripper, and it was there was always like these amazing old ladies that you could tell were ex strippers, and they had really they had the great, like, old 50s dead deadstock spring leaders, but they weren't thinking they were deadstock then, and, and like right. fucking
5: pointy bras and stuff. I love yeah. that So cool. So I was there in front of that store, and it was, uh, and then Clive Langer from Deaf School came out. I was like, I fucking hate your band. And he was like, and I was like, do you want to be friends? He was like, yeah. <laughs> and that's how, so, yeah, we started, like, like a friendship and then that's I to call him a friendship wait, with air and,
0: <laughs> and wait. but wait 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 and then Jenny and I wrote a song about Clive. Did what, we, was what was that called uh oh was no, that let me show song. you love was that let me show you love
5: yeah I think so or, or was that about Paul Gray from the no I, I thought, thought it was that, about Clive Gray, in the hot rods
4: right. yeah
5: I had a lot of guys I was... No, we, yeah, really whatever with.
4: the song
0: is, it's about listening on the line and your girlfriend and stuff like that. Was that not let <laughs> me show you? I'm just...
5: That's about Paul movie. Gray, but I'm not sure.
4: Was but, it waiting but, around. Was around? Was it waiting around? I do no, no, We the wrote a song
0: part? about Badian called <laughs> Transylvania. No, that was Transylvanian. No, I think... Yeah. Let me show you... No. I'll keep thinking, ladies, and I'll get back to you. I think let me show you
5: love is about Paul Gray from Eddie and the Hot Rods, who then now plays in the damned.
4: Yeah. And Jenny Jenny embroidered his name on her (laughs) pillowcase. Well at least he didn't get it
3: tattooed.
5: Yeah, I was gonna say
4: the same thing. He he still has my letters.
3: Yeah. He, 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 I suppose I, I still have love letters from Brian Gregory from The Cramps. Oh, oh that. that is so oh, great!
0: Oh, oh, oh. That is so
3: brilliant. He had he okay. he wrote he wrote um his his handwriting was like a a really fancy like high school cheerleader handwriting, and he always oh. called me like, kitten and princess. Also, <laughs> <I laughs> he, he was... had this like stationery that was um it completely was like obviously custom made, you know, and in those days printing was expensive. It had like pentagrams all around the border and stuff. Wow. Yeah.
0: He was one, one in a million.
3: Oh my God. I know.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Well,
3: I slept with two of the cramps. Um, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> and was I didn't have one a of band them? of other people that were, um, doing it at the same time but when I started having a band the scream and sirens we had pass around boys all all <laughs> the time of, and a lot of skateboarders like made their way through our van and our beds and a lot
4: of <laughs> but you know sex was so casual then we talk about we've talked about this before but it was kind of like it's what you did I mean it was if you normal were, yeah, Everyone, you, talked, you know I'm going to explain this to
3: the listeners just in case, because I know we have listeners of all ages and we are so talking pre-AIDS. We're talking about when, um, when um, STDs were called quote, quote, venereal disease. Like, um, (laughs) Oh my God. When the go, when the go-go's I was um, hanging out. Well, you know, like I've not, we've all known the go-go's for like 45 years, but like, yeah, when um, Belinda and Jane were getting like stuff out of their storage lockers, like Jane had her diary and we were reading it. And when she was seeing Terry from the specials, she's like, he's so cute. I hope I don't get BD. (laughs) 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 So So anyhow, yes. Sex in the seventies was so much more different than it was here. I mean, first of all, there was no social media. So like people couldn't spy on you to find out who you were hooking up with. But also I think in those days, it was totally normal. I was actually just thinking about this last night and this might've been knowing I was gonna interview you girls today because I was thinking about in the older days, it was just a given that you and all your friends would sleep with you and all your friends. Yes. I mean, everyone, it was
0: like week <laughs> to week or you'd You're like wake so up in bed and,
5: yeah well marina and i had this weird thing oh, yeah. where we okay i i actually really liked paul weller from the jam but oh, yeah. his, his father just like snatched him away and i was like so Marina and i like
4: who are we with shared who was it was Oh, Bruce, Bruce Fox. As I was also with the other guy, Rick Buckler. I guess oh, you was... were with Rick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was <I> with um... <laughs> But, but you had me... to pretend. Wait, you then, yeah, then I you was were... oh, yeah. also, so the next day I was supposed to interview them for I think Teen Magazine because I worked at Teen, but. Jenny and I were in this guy's bed and the manager comes in, right? I'm like freaking out. I'm going to lose my job because he's going to see me. And I'm Marina from Teen Magazine, right? <laughs> so we're like hiding under the covers. This guy's like talking to his manager, pretending he's just on his own. I'll, I'll, I'll be up in a little while. <laughs> It was ridiculous. <laughs> I also got in trouble for hanging out with Les McKeown, McKeown, however you pronounce his name, from the Bay oh, City yeah, Rollers. I remember that. I, I remember he, that. He was supposed to be this like angel and rest in peace, Les. He just like, let this moral coil as well. Yeah, but he
3: just passed, right? Yeah.
4: Yes. But I have pictures at Disneyland with me in the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> and I mean, but that's Wait, wasn't that, there like a big deal like when at when we were at our apartment that that they went missing or was that the babies? That was the babies and I got wrapped into that thing between Mike Corby and his manager, Adrian. And there's some like book that somebody made about that. I that I, would probably be Corby, who I think is still pissed off that he got fired.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, but, 40 but years
4: but there's a guy who's like a big fan of theirs who put together like a whole study of that period. But yeah, yeah the damn thing was pretty funny. And I got to say, I think it was, um I remember having a meal with one of those guys <laughs> and realizing they had like never read a book in their life. And From it was the kind jam? of, yeah, and it was a moment for me because I'm like, yeah, this guy's cute and he's in the jam, but it was like zip. that
3: was like one of the only things that would ever turn me off. Like if someone was stupid or like didn't yeah. like to yeah. read or something. Totally, I mean, yeah. Anything. Yeah. I mean, you're a heroin addict, great. Or that's if you okay. <laughs> when you've got two yeah. mistresses, fine. But like you never read Clockwork Orange, I'm not gonna fuck
0: you. No, that's yeah. right. That is
4: right. So, you of fucking geniuses. Okay. So the only weird thing I got during that a whole time was crabs from Brian Eno. I knew you were gonna say this. <laughs> <laughs> wait a, minute wait a minute, wait a
0: minute. wait a minute. Brian, wait a minute, wait
4: a minute. Marina, you fuck Brian Eno?
0: Yeah, you didn't know. Oh that. Yeah. I do know. Oh, <laughs> wow.
5: Yeah, yeah, I used to listen to Marina and the and, we were living together. And so she was always like, I'm like, what are they talking about so much? Because I was always like, I didn't get it. You know, At least it was like. Brian
0: Eno read a book.
5: Yeah.
4: Oh Maybe I went
5: days? out with Dumbos.
4: I yeah. took him to the um, Hollywood Vampires baseball game. I took him to. Oh a- my God, the Hollywood oh, Vampires,
3: that was Alice Cooper's baseball team. I used that. to have a <laughs> shirt of them that I wore. That's until cool.
5: Friday. Wait, we used oh, to go were- watch. Like someone playing soccer. Was it Rod Stewart or yeah, I think it was yeah. Rod Stewart. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. used to go do that. wait. Do you remember going to parties at Hernando Court right Oh uh, my North. god. Hernando's place
3: was like uh that was, the was the at, place what... that he had like near Crescent Heights.
5: No, I went to hit the hotel. Me
3: too. I used to cut school. I used to <laughs> I used to cut school because I it was right near there and take the bus to Hernando's and then go up and he would order champagne from room service. And, um, <laughs> and then, um, we, we would take quaaludes and I used to have three ways with him and like my friend Leah Prince. Yeah. The one time I brought her over and said, we're a package deal. And then another time I climbed up the fire escape at the, at the Beverly Hills hotel. Cause it was right outside his window. Cause they said, um, if this is a penthouse, is there anything on top of it? And he said, yeah, there's a big one on top of this. And I I was like, who lives there? And he said, Warren Beatty. (laughs) I I climbed up the fire escape all drunk and on Koyaludes and I rearranged all the lawn furniture on the patio because I was really into like Charles Manson
5: creepy crawls.
4: Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great story.
5: I remember the one three-way that I remember the most was with, I think it was with my friend Robin. And I, I think we slept with the drummer of Queen. What was his name? He's Roger so Meadows pay- oh, I can
4: pay- fucking pay- forget someone that was that yeah, cute. Jesus. He was so cute. I went on a double date with him. I would sing Kevin Ayers. Um, do you guys know who Kevin Ayers was from yes, Softball? Yes, of course. For yes. what? He was- I was right learning from- all this new shit. You- <laughs> I'm the only person on earth who I think who slept with Brian Eno and Kevin Ayers because oh, they you flipped. would like taught me everything I, did, I ever what knew. What did Kevin Ayers give you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a good time. No, <laughs> it's like, nah, he was he was just really um, interesting, but we went on a double day with Roger Taylor and I couldn't, I can't remember. I think it was Orly for some reason. But I'm not sure. Yeah. It's it, possible. But I well, remember she, being so impressed with the first $100 bottle of wine I had ever had in my life that Roger ordered. You know, or like, was that at, where, where was that at? What was that restaurant? Uh, um, on Santa Monica, where they had the famous chili, what's it called? The really- I oh, Chasen's Chasen's Chili. Oh, no, Chasen's Chasen's. Oh, chili. yeah, that was,
3: yeah, that was, um, yeah Beverly definitely Hills, that. Right. i think that in hindsight i know that no, no no ladies no it's the palm bottles
4: yeah it was the palm it was the palm i chased oh yeah
3: yeah the palm that was that was like the hoity-toity place and
5: dantana's i remember oh, that. i
3: dantana's it. everyone was always at dantana's
5: these were yeah, yeah and there that was, there was a place the on scubador. sunset too what was that place on sunset that i just, the dome Le Dome, yeah.
4: yeah. Well, I met Peter Gabriel, and that changed my life. I mean, I got him. I ended up getting signed to a record deal because of Le Dome, because of meeting. Wow! Peter. I mean, that was Wait, true. what was that fabulous was Japanese
5: like? What was that Japanese thing that we did? It was so wild. <laughs> Yellow
4: Magic Orchestra. I went. Oh, to- yeah. I'm I, Debbie Scow and I. Is that how it pronounced it last? Yeah, yeah, Debbie Scow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had to run on stage and give this Japanese pop star flowers. Like everybody was in the audience were Japanese people who had come from Japan to see Gold Hiromi play and they wanted a couple of white girls to run up and do the thing. So we ended up in Music Life Magazine together. But afterwards, I remember we went to a party. I think you were at the party, gym with Yellow Magic Orchestra. Yeah, I was and there. these guys did not speak a word of English, but it was one of the weirdest moments because we got high <laughs> and we spoke just a bunch of pot or hash or whatever we had. And somebody walked in and just had a lot of attitude and was really strange. And the guy I was talking to from Yellow Magic Orchestra, I knew we had the exact same interpretation of what was going on. I felt like the veil of language had disappeared and we didn't have to talk to communicate that moment. And we just laughed. Probably one of the craziest laughs I've ever had in my life, because we felt like we had gotten to the southern kind of zone or something. It's kind of cool.
5: Yeah, I remember that night. That Let's
3: weird. take a little break right here, and we'll be right back. we're back now so we left off at yellow magic orchestra that with the wild party um let's talk about the Tropicana you guys oh my god the Tropicana Motel let me just explain this to the listeners the Tropicana Motel was to um Hollywood what the Chelsea was to New York every fucking band you could ever imagine stayed there and um, the owners and desk people of the Tropicana were so liberal that you could just call them on your landline and they'd pick up on their landline. And I would I would always go, who's in town? And they'd say, well, nine, nine, nine is in room four. <laughs> and The craps are in room 100A. And, you know, uh, Tom Waits is home. I just saw him park his car and we just go, and they would just say, like, um, you know, just uh, come on over you know, they were so cool. And they used to, um, the Tropicana also had rooms that that, that were called shorts, which was um, the rooms for the, uh, all the male and female hookers that were abundant on Santa Monica Boulevard in those days. And there was also a really great dike bar across the street called the Palms. And there was yeah. also the original home of Duke. So the Tropicana was like rock and roll central. And all of us have been to like, the most psychotic parties at the Tropicana like they even no, I did
5: get crabs at the Tropicana. <laughs> you
0: could get the crabs couch.
3: just by by walking by the pool at the Tropicana you could get like That's some a, kind of <laughs> they, they painted paint it pool black pool, right? they painted the pool black <laughs> so people wouldn't see all the lawn furniture that was thrown in there every night and then it would lay resting on the bottom so it was like totally a diving or falling hazard.
5: Yeah. So funny. I mean, I remember when Rockpile stayed there and we met, you know, of course, we knew Rockpile because of uh, Stiff Records and everything. And uh, that was Dave Edmonds and Nick Lowe. And that's and the Tropicana is where Nick Lowe married Carling Carter. They got married at
3: the Tropicana. Yeah, that's when they did the AstroTurf.
5: That's when they did the AstroTurf. Yeah. So. yeah, they got all house proud or whatever. But um, yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of time at the Tropicana with I think Elvis Costello and uh, and the attraction stayed there as well. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, Ooh. and the, the everybody stayed there. The Cramps stayed there. Levi and the Rockats lived there for like a month. The wow. mumps were living there. Yeah, Missworthy the mumps was always there. Um, I mean, everybody was, and then also the people that would just come to Duke's for for breakfast or lunch, which was always served sort of community style. It had long tables and you just shared them. It was yeah. people from like Joni Mitchell to like, you know, like Ron Ashton. I mean, anybody you could think of from any genre of rock and roll would go there.
5: I remember hanging out with you, Pleasant, like with the bumps. And then actually Backstage Pass, we went to San Francisco with them. And you know, uh, I, I went, we I opened for them at,
3: at too. Yeah. Yeah. At The like Mabuka Gardens. Yeah. Yeah. We all so we were staying, staying at like for them. Sam Wong's Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talk about crowds. Jesus. We were I mean,
5: staying uh with Mary Monday, who is this crazy San Francisco. Oh, plant. yeah. I
3: remember Mary Monday.
5: Yeah. She and, stayed with us too. She was in LA. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, so and then your boyfriend
4: Ed Clay at the time Ed Clay. I was sleeping in the closet. <laughs> with us. That was all right. That was his bedroom. We used to sleep in the closet. This guy was a trip. He painted his whole kitchen silver, including the refrigerator, the fruit, the dish dryer thingy. You know, it was it was pretty wild. And then Spock said, okay, tonight uh,
5: nobody's going home with anybody or else so I immediately like oh, this was God. in
3: San Francisco yeah. you're allowed to go home with people
5: yeah no she said nobody is and I was like okay so I'm totally gonna do it you know so I met this guy Robert Garman and he looked like David Bowie and I was like and then nobody could find me and then the next day Uh, they found me sitting on a street corner and then nobody would let me drive home with Spock because she was going to like kick the shit out of me.
4: So I had to go in a different car. (laughs) But it was really crazy because I ended up in a band with Robert Garman because you ditched backstage paths. And um, then, you know, I met up with him in LA and we formed Audio Vidiots. That became that was that's for oh, yeah, audio
3: video, but wait, did Jenny, did you ditch backstage pass to join the screaming
5: sirens or was that after no no it? no that was later? So I I started work I was working at Straight Jacket and it was closing and you asked me to be in the Screaming Sirens because I, I played guitar <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And um I remember we did a couple of gigs. And some photo shoots. We and and we also did some recording. Yeah, and um, we played
3: at the palace with Nick Lowe.
5: Yeah, we opened because Nick Lowe was. A, yeah, and it was yeah. so cool because we got to plug into his equipment. And it sounded like a. It wasn't
3: our horrifying shit. Yeah, it
5: was so good. And, you guys were um, really fun. I thought you guys were a great band. This was oh yeah. Kathy Valentine played with us that night at the palace. Yeah,
3: Kathy. I mean, so many people that were um were. You know, where I quit
5: or something,
3: yeah. No, fur quit to join the cramps. Oh, right, right, just like, yeah. um, like everybody, um, I was either living with or playing with, quit to join the cramps. <laughs> 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 In Congo joined the cramps.
5: Yeah, um, we recorded, we did that song, Ugly and Slouchy. Yeah. And
3: uh, oh, we should out. play that, maybe. I have a yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, then-
4: it's funny. jack shit plays that all the time. Who does? Jack shit, which is Pete Thomas and Davey Farragher and Val McCollum's band. Well, we did oh it my first. <laughs> <laughs> well, not first, but yeah, yeah
3: we, we did Rose it a long Maddox time. and the Maddox brothers.
0: Yeah. yeah.
5: We, I think that was like early, late 82, early 83
0: when we were together. Yeah. I think
3: it was early 83 because we, we sort of started forming and like the end of eighty yeah. two, and then I went to work.
5: Yeah, and then I went to work for Linda Ronstadt. Ronstadt. I went to work for Linda Ronstadt right after that. Um, and then you guys went on to do really cool stuff. But um, yeah, I sort of I just became a wardrobe stylist full time. Yeah,
3: yeah, your your stuff was great. Jenny designed the amazing like fingernail gloves um that Susie wore
5: yeah and uh actually that was based on last year (laughs) yeah yeah right for well marina and i went to bell book and candle which was so much fun at the the, the, uh, wait where was that uh good El said it was yeah, so that's good. my witchy
3: burlesque show for anyone that's listening that doesn't know it's an. oh online. my god
4: <laughs> i yeah. had so much fun it should we had a great night so are you going live again soon
3: yeah we're, it's gonna start up in june except since i just had um ankle surgery i'm just gonna be i'm seeing the first one or two because i don't think i'm gonna be ready for high heels or running up high heels and stairs or dancing
5: at that point but yeah yeah, I think I went a couple times and it was like so fucking amazing. I loved it so much. Yeah. Thank you. I really want to come
4: again. Yeah, but when you were talking about the stylist stuff. I mean, Jenny yeah. went on with Tony, well, Riviera at the time to have a straight jacket, which was just an incredible store. And you guys were doing clothes for like everyone in town and everyone coming through town. It was yeah. Like pretty- incredible yeah, they, you guys yeah i
5: had a, i have an autograph book and like uh remember split ends
0: yeah Oh
5: yeah. Like, why were, and i used to like just show up there like oh, you know and and they were like why weren't you here when we got here and i'm like because i was sleeping you know mm-hmm. uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh everyone from like X to uh yeah to them, to squeeze, psychedelic furs, like all kinds of like really the cramps came in, you know, Ivy. Um, so you're
4: did, selling them clothes and I was selling them drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: but the first gloves that the 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 first gloves were made by Tony my partner, and she made them for Freddie Mercury. Well, she was wearing them and he said, can I can I buy those? And they traded for a belt. Wow. He gave her his, uh, his belt and she gave him the gloves. And then he wore the one glove for like a whole tour and on um, Killer Queen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course they didn't get the glove right in the biopic. At all, but uh, and then I made them for Susie Sue. She came
0: in a straight
3: Let's take a little break and then we'll come back. here we are again so let's um what have you got i want to find out and i'm sure everyone else does um what or who you're doing no (laughs) what have you guys all been up to lately um well we
5: reformed in 2018 and we played (coughs) at the bootleg theater backstage pass Mm -hmm. and it was at uh radio free hollywood oh that's right that's
0: right
4: Yeah, so we did a a few gigs after that. We had had three books for last summer, which, of course, you know, went out the window with everything else. When Uh, I noticed that
5: Pleasant, that you canceled uh, Bell Book and Candle, I was like, I called Marina. I was like, I can't believe Pleasant just canceled. That really means something. And then we ended up canceling because you were the that was the first thing that I noticed and
3: I was like, that's, yeah. That's so weird. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people said that to me, like, why are you canceling the show? And I was like, you guys, come on. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just from the news and stuff like that, I was yeah. like, no one's, some of it was like, you know, to be safe, but I mean, some of it was like, just no, one's going to fucking come, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would have, but. That uh... was so scary. <laughs> Yeah, but we noticed, I noticed that, and I was like, uh, I think we need to cancel our shows, too. And so we did.
4: Yeah, kind of one by one. And there was some, like, interview show we were supposed to do, and they were, like, the last holdout. They couldn't believe we didn't want to be part of it. And we're like, no, we're not doing this. There's, like, a pandemic.
5: Yeah, we were supposed to play with Go Betty Go or something like that. It, It was just, like... Not happening, yeah. Uh, it's not happening,
4: (laughs) yeah. But I I have to say, um, in its own weird way, I know you were sort of asking what people are are doing now, moved on to. I mean, I, I feel like life, like Backstage Pass for me, was like a great sort of uh just like a total blast. Those times were so much fun. And then life went in a thousand directions from that. You know, I, I was always really interested in like techno music and techno-pop. And my next band was more in that ex- world. And I was very into like kind of weird experimental stuff. And then I, I went into the film business for like 15, 20 years and then really just settled into being a writer. And that's really been most of my life. But it's funny, because during the pandemic, I kind of put together a music setup and been learning lots of new stuff and playing with it. And, you know, I kind of feel like things tend to go full circle. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a blast. And um, yeah, so that's kind of been my life. Yeah, my, yeah. what am i doing, Spock? I just wrote her. We lost her. Wait, yeah, I Spock think is had, not
0: here. It's
4: yeah, leave. Spock
5: had to uh, bail because uh, she's working really early tomorrow. So it's like a lot later. Where oh, she that's is. right. It's later yeah. in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had to bail. But um, my pandemic project has been, you know, uh, I've been a host of a, pet, a podcast called Metal Priestesses Podcast. And so it's sort of a an ode to Wendy O. Williams, you know, and the Plasmatics. But uh, we've been interviewing just different uh, punk, metal, and feminist rock and roll. And uh, Marina was on the first season, um, and then she's been doing a got really busy. So um, I've been doing that, and. Um, I'm also a tarot reader like you, Pleasant.
3: I know. It's so good. <laughs> and also Jenny does like all sorts of. She also does Reiki and she does yeah. crystals. Everyone's links will be on the um on the episode description. So if you want to hunt any of us down and get some magic or um yeah. or music or or clothing or um get crabs. No, I'm just
5: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> been doing any in-person Reiki I'm too afraid I mean my studio I ju- I mean I, d- I don't know what are what we are t- I've, I've done it distant I've done distance Reiki for people oh, yeah but- I did I did
3: distance everything but someone actually a couple of weeks ago this was the first but not the only time it happened someone emailed me and said they wanted to do an in-person tarot reading
0: Oh, and yeah. then I said,
3: I don't think I'm all ready for it yet. And then as I was typing that, another email came in from the person and it was with their vaccination card. And I was like, right.
5: whoa, is this going to be yeah. a thing now? Is this like... Yeah, yeah. so, so- I, I had been doing readings on my porch for a while with masks and social distance. I have, you know, yeah, I have been doing those in person. And I just started doing, I know it's weird. Uh, most people that I've been... Started seeing in my studio for tarot readings are are vaccinated you know but yeah. um but doing healings i don't know i don't know if i i'm ready to do that because you're hovering over somebody and i just don't know now
3: i've been only doing distance healings yeah. but i mean that that like everyone says it works but i i really does work in persons yeah, yeah no i mean it's I know, really it works. You know it works, but some people are like, how can you possibly do a healing on the phone? And I was like, it's like energy. How do you think like we can hear each other's voices on the phone? That's like it's, energy of a different kind, it's but it's right still
4: now, going the through the air. Yeah, you it, You can be anywhere because the dimension we're talking about is not location based. Yeah. I've actually, I didn't mention it, but I have become, I've I know it sounds weird, but I've become like a meditation teacher, and I have taught mindfulness meditation via Zoom through the pandemic, you know, and it's been pretty great, you know. But that obviously it's not personal, close to body kind of healing, but I feel so intimately connected to the people I sit with, even though it's on Zoom, it's a weird thing. I know it, I know when it's connecting. I know when it's not, I can sense every bit of it and it's kind of remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say that I've I've worked
5: with Marina and she's totally saved my bacon a couple of times (laughs) and I've done meditation with her. Uh, she's, or I've, I've, uh, worked with Marina and it's such a great thing. It's so great, Marina. Um, and, um, Yeah. I love it. But yeah, energy healing, uh, Reiki healing, it there's a distance symbol. So it's met, it's 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 totally set up for that, you know.
3: And yeah, I that's mean, the same with mine. I can just like send it like across the yeah. room or across yeah. outside or on a phone cuz mine isn't Reiki. Mine
5: I yeah, can just but, always do yeah, it. Energy but, is energy, you know. Yeah. 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 Oh my
3: God, wait, I just saw that you're wearing a rock, uh, my whack and roll witch shirt. <laughs>
5: Hello. <laughs> I am wearing it. At, I got this at Rock Roll Repeat. Um and I absolutely love it. It's, it's a picture
3: like, for, for anyone listening. It's it's like one of the craziest pictures of me ever from the 70s. And that picture happened at the um at the the punk rock fashion show that we were all in. And some, some guy, some, some guy said, Hey, you turn around. Then he had a camera. So I just made that face. It wasn't premeditated. And I never found out who it was until, um, when that, when this shirt was going to get made. And then, um, because there was, um, other people in England bootlegging that shirt, that picture of me. And then, um, Like, we found out who the photographer was and that he, like, Jenny Lenz, like, um, well, Jenny Lenz had us sign photo releases, but never merch releases. But this guy never even made me, like, sign a release for the photo. So, um, at Rock Roll or Repeat, um, Josh was like worried that, uh, you know, maybe there'd be some flack over it. And I was just like, you know what, <laughs> if, if his photo agency is trying to charge you for that, I'm just going to sue them for 45 years of like not even getting a credit, let alone financial
5: compensation. Can we talk about the Punk Rock Fashion Show really quick? Yes, of no, course. That works. was... Uh... Where Was
0: that at? Was that the it was at, at the, the Stardust
5: Ballroom in
4: 1977? Oh. Was yeah. it? I thought it was the Palladium, I did too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Really? But well, you crazy. are definitely the Stardust Ballroom. Wow,
5: wow, and Blondie played,
3: yeah, yeah, and then wait, I just that's when all that how to how to look punk, like that girl yeah. Marise put it out. But who was she? None of us knew her. She wasn't no. like a real punk. And that was for for years that was a source of embarrassment to me, but now we all know how sick and great and cheesy cool it is with like <laughs> me and Belinda and Helen Killer on the cover, how to look punk. Like yeah. I felt like, oh my 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 fine reputation has been besmirched. <laughs>
5: Yeah, that was so insane. Like, the germs were there. And, and Everybody. The screamers oh were God. there. Sherry the penguin. Yeah, Sherry yeah. the penguin. Yeah, and um, yeah, and it was uh, Trudy and Helen. Helen,
0: yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that was so and those much Those pictures fun. are
4: amazing from it. I mean, I, I thought the whole thing was pretty darn strange at the time and for years after, but those pictures are incredible yeah so yeah great. And
5: O oh, X was there and uh oh i remember faith fuck it minor Farah fuck it minor she was wearing Farrah a closet
3: minor yeah yeah she was Bucket another one that minor. went on that whole <laughs> stiff records train
5: yeah definitely <laughs> she was uh wearing like a nurse's outfit mm-hmm. and yeah. That
4: was I got together with Fay in Mexico a couple of years ago. It was you so did? Crazy. Yeah. I was saying wow. all day. Yeah. <laughs> Why? She's very spiritual now too. She I is. know all
3: of us that we just had to get our demons out in the 70s. Yeah, <laughs> I know,
4: right? I love they were
3: it the though. demon children. <laughs> yeah. And and it was so much fun. Anyway, um, it's been so nice talking to you ladies and I'm Thank just going to kiss Spock goodbye like um, mwah, bye Spock I didn't even realize you were gone so <laughs> I, might as, I may as well have just been drinking it on Quaaludes no. <laughs> I will
1: and tell, Andrew,
5: tell you I, yeah. I, I, I will <laughs> tell some one secret that legend is about K- Spock's relationship with Cozy Powell
3: oh yeah okay say that before we leave okay what is it
5: is that just <laughs> so, it the, yeah, the song Legend is about Cozy Pal, about Spock's relationship with Cozy Pal.
0: That oh.
5: Spock. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's what yeah. you get
5: for leaving early, bitch. No, Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But that was like one of her big loves. And then we found out when, in doing my podcast, I found out that the uh, Kim from Girl School, she also went out with Cozy Pal. She's British, though.
3: Like I'm telling you, we all went out with each other. Yeah, I know. Slept over with each other, or you know, what
5: the heck? Yeah,
3: (laughs) because we could. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. There you
0: go. This is. Yeah, I remember spending the night
3: at Graceland. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. Who did you sleep with at at Graceland, Jenny? Do you remember? Uh, Probably a girl. (laughs) No, I know. uh, Yeah, and also just so just so listeners know, when um someone was mentioning that up there, I think it was you, Marina, that their boyfriend was sleeping in a closet. Closets were a thing. Everybody slept in closets. Like Kid Congo slept in the screamers closet. Um everybody on earth slept with each other in the Disgraceland closet. Like sometimes yeah. it was a bedroom, but most of the time it was just a big giant closet. Um, yeah I like girls. My a favorite lot, disgraceland thing. story is from there was this girl, um this really beautiful girl that I met at a hair salon. I mean just fucking gorgeous. Knockout, gorgeous. She was one of the, um, you know, one of the um, like hair, hair stylists there. And um, we were—I was talking about Disgrace Land with somebody else, and and um, she's like, "Oh, Disgrace Land! I've been there, and like for years, so many people would like try to act like they've been at Disgrace Land, <laughs> you know." And I knew that they weren't there because no matter how fucked up I was, I knew everybody that came through the door yeah. or got to know them. And, and then, so I looked at her all skeptically thinking, wow, I thought she was so beautiful and nice. And now I'm having second thoughts. And I was like, oh, really? You were there? And she said, yeah. And I said, what did you do there? And I knew she was telling the truth because she said, well, there was some band from Texas there. And I said, was it Poison 13? And she said, yeah. And she's like, I fucked their fat roadie on top of a pile
5: of clothes in the closet. And I was like, yep, she was there. So funny. Yeah, uh, Marina and our pl- our place was called Courtney Crash Pad, and um, downstairs uh, there was Star Stowe, who was a Playboy um, centerfold, and I used uh-huh. to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> she was going out with Blackie. What was his name? Like, you know? Damn it! Like, oh, damn damn it. it! No, no, that Black. One. No, uh, Blackie from. Uh, the hair metal band uh,
4: oh yeah what
5: was she Blackie in? lawless yeah, Blackie, yeah lawless. Blackie lawless yeah when gene simmons dumped star she started going out with Blackie lawless and then i used to like find my way into stars bedroom every now and then too. <laughs> but um
0: yeah
3: <laughs> oh my god we we should we should you know what we should have another podcast on with a whole bunch <laughs> of girls we know from the 80s and just do all of this kind of stuff but Maybe we should do. Sadly, it. she only was fans. sadly, <laughs> star
5: was murdered a long time ago. Sadly. Yeah, but um, no, a lot of there's a lot of people. She was quite beautiful. Yeah, she, she was, was gorgeous. Quite, yeah, star
3: but star. you are gorgeous now, and so are you, Marina.
1: Oh, Thank but, you. I'm nice.
3: Talking to you, girls. I love you. Love you I'm too. Wow, you so guys! So. That was the ladies of backstage pass. Ladies, I use the term loosely, but boy, are they amazing women. <laughs> All right. See you all next time on The Devil's Music.
1: The Devil's Music is written and hosted by Pleasant Gaiman. Produced by Aaron Alden. All sound design by Jerry Danielson of Busy Signal Studios. And of course, is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at PantheonPodcasts.com. Our social presence is at Pantheon Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram. Tweet us at Pantheon Pods. All songs can be found wherever you get great music. Please pick up these important and fantastic tracks.